0: Welcome to Arrest All My Mix. My name is Ben Tal and this is the Creative Innovation Podcast. Thank you for listening. How are you doing guys? You alright? You good? I hope you're all busy, I hope you're all creative, I hope you're all feeling good about everything you're doing and nice and inspired. Um, <laughs> I get quite fired up in those intros. Um, Thank you for listening, like I said, as ever. uh, Much appreciate the support. Again, it's been going good recently, the numbers flying up. I hope you all enjoyed Jack Renwick's studio. Very popular episode. I suspected it might be Jack is very much loved in the industry for a lot of reasons. They're awesome work, a great personality, a work ethic, and a support of the new generation of creative talent. So go back and make sure you listen to that one. It's a must-listen episode, just like I think all of them are, to be quite honest. that's not a bigging up myself, it's just because I'm blessed with wonderful guests every single episode. So what's been going on? I hope you're good. Sorry, a little brew there, I just uh, very rudely had a swig of it whilst we're talking. Uh, So we've got Andy Bainbridge coming up today, Uh, and on that basis the weather is choppy typographic seas and the HMS Pika. You're going to hear all about his amazing story of his heritage And these wonderful documents that he's unearthed of a distant relative, the Reverend Jackson Whitehead, uh, and quite the adventure. We're going to be hearing about that coming up shortly. Uh, But first, a little thank you to my sponsors, show supporters, loyal since the beginning, illustrationweb.com, my agency representing a large number of people, uh, supporting all different disciplines, uh, representing all those people from all different areas, so... Uh, lettering specialists, large scale mural artists, animators, fashion illustrators, you name it it's all going on with cover all bases, it's a great crowd of people, go and check them out illustrationweb.com, also a superb news site with lots of up to the minute editorial content, backstories about the projects that are going on through the agency. So go and have a look. Great supporters of the industry too, as well as the Association of Illustrators. Little thanks to those guys for their ongoing support of the podcast. Loads of exciting stuff going on at the AOI. Go and check them out, the theaoi.com. Heartinternet.co.uk. Been here since early days. Great tech digital sponsors. Um, what's really interesting about Andy Bainbridge's project is this kind of collating of... All these old documents, these typographic specimens, these these creatures created from letterform. It's a really beautiful project. Um but it's got just got so much capability for kind of digital sharing of this stuff. Um I went to the book launch in Preston at my old university at UCLan University of Central Lancashire, and there were some amazing animations going on up there. From uh, I think some of the students have put them together. Uh, just really awesome to see some, some, something so vintage with so much heritage um, translated into this uber contemporary medium. And I, I just think it's a little, it's a great lesson that things, you know, things can meld. They can meet in the middle. You can you can respect tradition. Uh, and all the rules of things gone by Uh, and you confuse it with these beautiful technologies we have at our fingertips so i think that's a lesson in itself uh, and that is courtesy of heartinternet.co.uk and last but very not least recent new supporter for the show real junk food manchester Um, beautiful project says it all on the tin feeding bellies not bins so go and uh, check those guys out They're uh, they're on Oxford Street in Manchester, Uh, very central, beautiful food. It's from salvaged from supermarkets and restaurants who are very lazily getting rid of perfectly good food. These guys intercept it, it pays you feel uh, and it helps to support some amazing causes such as the homeless community here in Manchester which is a big problem. Uh, So go and check them out, Uh, there's also other real junk food projects so just do your own work, go and have a look. Uh, On the website, and you've got everything there. Got events, got awesome things coming up. It's a great space with scope for artistic use, for exhibitions, for talks, for whatever it is. Go and talk to them, pitch your idea. So there you have it, Real Junk Food Manchester. So that's all the business stuff out of the way. Great supporters, crucial. Wouldn't be doing the show without them. what have you guys been up to then? Let's hear some stories. Keep sharing those projects on Twitter. I'm happy to share whatever it is you've been up to and plug it. Keep doing that. As this show is all about supporting the creative industry. So it's good to do that. And I'm good, more than happy to look after the listeners as ever. Um, so let's talk typographic specimens. Today's episode is covering Andy Bainbridge's awesome project. Um, so he stumbled upon this cache of documents in a family home is going to tell us the story in depth today so i'm not going to go too deeply into it and ammonite press saw fit to publish the documents and they helped him collate this beautiful book of typographic specimens so this is let me read the blurb to you that'll get it across better than i could Typographic specimens is a collection of extraordinary creatures made entirely out of letter forms, numerals and punctuation marks. They were reportedly collected in the 1830s by the Reverend Jackson Whitehead while serving aboard the HMS Peaker, sister ship to the Beagle during Charles Darwin's famous voyage. The book presents 60 species from the long-lost manuscript, alongside archive material from the Fantastic Expedition and instructions to guide the reader in discovering typographic specimens of their own. Whitehead's manuscript was brought to light by A.W. Bainbridge, a lecturer in graphic communications and creative thinking at the University of Central Lancashire and formerly a designer with the Chase Creative Consultants one of the country's leading design agencies it's awesome, it's such a good book Um, and I know Andy through my studies at UCLan so I had to talk to him and find out the scoop on this story Um, the Reverend Jackson Whitehead what a legend, there's a picture of him Uh, check out the social media accounts for this book. Um oh, yeah, what can I say? This is just there's so much magic in this story. So I'm gonna allow Andy to tell it better than I ever could. But go and check out this book. It's beautiful. Like I said, typographic specimens and natural history of letter forms. It's out there now on Ammonite Press. If you find it at Waterstones, you can grab it online on Amazon, etc etc. Andy's gonna tell us where else we can pick up the book, but go and check it out. It's absolutely incredible stuff. Um and that said Get your feedback on the Twitter at Arrest on the Mix, the same on Instagram. Uh drop us a little review on the iTunes please if you get a moment. Um but yeah, that I said, I'm gonna get you to this story with Andy Bainbridge talking about the journey of Jackson Whitehead.
1: So, you know I've got into the Westman family uh, group, uh, which means he's at the service stations in Cumbria uh, as well, which is quite nice. That's cool. So um I'm not it's in the Annal Gallery, it's in the well- I went to the Welcome Collection and asked them and this they, they, they sort of put a couple in but Mm. Mainly waterstones, but yeah, that's going yeah. okay, I think.
0: That's good. That's that's decent. I think that's a, yeah. that's pretty good numbers. Yeah, it's in magma.
1: Yeah, it's in magma. Um, it's in Fred Aldus. Uh, where else have I seen it? You see, you, you find out on the Great Van where it is.
0: That's what. Happens, I, that happens Sometimes all the time, I ever
1: right? look online. I've not looked online for ages. Just by sort of like it's like googling yourself, isn't it? Really, but yeah. just just to see where it, you know if anybody yeah. said anything about it. He's been picked up by a strange, uh, well not strange, but uh, Moscow, some kind of type. Oh, really? uh, calligraphy museum in Moscow. Okay, that's <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. It
0: is, it's bizarre, isn't it? I got somebody from India getting in touch, saying they found it. Got in touch, saying we've been, I've been inspired. So you sit there and think, the fuck? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. You know, this, is, this was an angry rant started in a bedroom. It shouldn't, but it's great, isn't it? When you put, when you put these mm. things out there. No, it's
1: been, yeah, it's amazing. I know that Mike Rigby helped me. Uh, of course, in America, uh, you know, he tweeted it a few times or once at RGA because he's got quite a few Brilliant. followers. But it's not been released in America yet. But I think the plan is that it will be fantastic you know yeah and somebody said to us it's quite interesting because it crosses it crosses boundaries purely because of its visual nature so it doesn't necessarily rely you know
0: well that, it does that. I mean it's as, as you know typography it's a yeah you know, it's, it's a big, big
1: thing and you know, people it's becoming more and more um so we're now yeah there's more and more people sort of liking typography
0: yeah I forget who said to me I think it might be someone at design week said articles on you know typography articles and logo design yeah, kind of kind. Of, you know, they get the numbers.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I collect of... typography books uh, and things like that because I know that I've got a couple in in the office here, but one yeah. that's worth about four hundred pound. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that. But again, it's so easy to basically just look online. Yeah. Do a little bit of search and yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So what? what let's talk about the, the sort of lead up to the book club. I mean, yeah. I know you're. I know you're a lecturer at UCLan. Yeah. On the graphics course, and much? What's your own
1: background? Uh, I'm from like. a farming background in Cumbria, um, so I went to Carlisle Art College, um, and then went to the traditional foundation route. Came here to Preston, got a degree, went to work in Manchester for ten years, came back as a lecturer in 1999. Mm. I've always wanted to move back back home, you know, because that's where my roots are. But that's, so my brother still runs a farm. Yeah. But so uh, yeah, at the top of the hill, there's kind of um, a derelict farmhouse which has uh, been in the family for well over a, a century, a couple of centuries. Uh, but yeah and we were sort of having a look around and renovating in there and that's when we kind of came across mm. you know um this kind of amazing kind of trove of artifacts by a uh, by the reverend you know yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. uh, that's how we came, and that was about about two thousand spring of two thousand sixteen. We were just beginning to knock plaster off walls and have a look at it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so what did this strike you as something immediately that you just had to do something with it, or was it?
1: It was just kind of at the moment. It was just a strange kind of bundle of things, you know, that was in quite a bad condition. Some of it. So we're still there's still bits we're still going through, but there was all kinds of. Um, I think there's obviously things he might have taken with him on the on his journey, you know. Where uh, there was sort of tinctures and books, and we found his manuscript. Uh, which we've sort of managed to sort of peel apart because it was very it was fused together. So we've had to get some sort of experts to kind of, you know, very much kind of pull them apart uh, under under sort of laboratory conditions. But yeah. there was also loads and loads of wooden carvings and it's just piecing it together. Really. Yeah. Uh, but it, I realised it was something quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, with it being a graphic designer myself, you know, yeah. I thought I'd uh, found a.
0: Yeah, but well, yes, you to find know. this kind of lineage in uh, Yeah, it's very, we'll... it's very uh, who do you think you are? Isn't yeah. It? It's like, you know. When, uh, I think Ian McKellen found out you had some actor way mm. back down the line. I yes, <laughs> but at the farm,
1: because it's been there we need four or five generations, it is a depository for a lot of stuff up there. There's rooms full of things. My, my parents have mm. um, keep showing me old letters and old postcards and very early Victorians, yeah. Victoriana. And um, there's also a member of the family who actually does a bit of genealogy. So we had a look back to work out you know, who... Who he was really? Well,
0: cause... yeah. Well, well, who is Jackson White? I mean, this is quite a fascinating character. Going by this book, quite the eccentric it would seem. He
1: was, he was a, a well, were ye- yeoman, a ye- yeoman of the uh, county. So he was quite well to do. We quite middle class, would have thought. He owned a farm. We found some pictures also of, uh, of uh, him gathering the fell with a troop of kind of uh, farm workers, and he was on a horse. Mm. Uh, and we've also got documentation of his yeomanry sort of, um, um, sort of. Certification, whatever you call it, but uh, yeah, well, we can we've worked out that basically he he studied at Durham University, he was very good at art, he was a, uh, an amateur typography, like typography, uh, but also amongst other things like the ornithology and uh, lepidoptery as well. Because some of his early sketches uh, were of kind of butterflies and things like that, and birds, but um, yeah, why uh, we also found a recruitment poster as well, which was from the Westman Gazette from um, 18. Thirty, I think, and um, we've looked on it, and amongst other sort of things, it's asking for a ship's chaplain to apply for a job amongst the uh, uh, the HMS Piker which oh. is uh, yeah, which I didn't know, and I don't think a lot of people do realize that the Beagle, uh, the um, HMS Beagle, had a sister ship, uh, yeah. which is uh, which was the Piker So I did a little bit of digging and delving. Yeah. And uh, and, it, and it sort of, it went around the world with. The Beagle and the the secondary expedition is one that Charles Darwin was on. Mm. So um, Whitehead was ship's chaplain aboard the Piker but he was also responsible for the general kind of uh, religious well being. I think of the uh, of the ship's crew. Mm. So that, that was that's what we, that's you know that's sort of what we've we've found out yeah. a little bit about him. But yeah, and did you find
0: did you. Uh did you find out the kind of the life he'd left behind you know what was what was the the, the trigger point for this journey was this something that we're was not bland, too sure because you know? he
1: had a young wife joanna and young son eric uh we have a picture of those as well which is um, not in the book because it was in the exhibition because we uh, a very early daguerreotype we think um but why we don't know because basically he does write in his, in his manuscript we sort of you know he mm. um, he, d- he couldn't really fully justify why he, why he left his um family but he do realize that you know he he was in danger of leaving them, uh, you know, his wife a widow, and maybe yeah. even his, his son, God forbid, an orphan. You know, so he he wrote that down. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, but again, he didn't actually say why. I think he just, I don't know, because it was five years. You see, uh, yeah. the expedition was meant to be for two, the beagle and the uh, pike um, were by three years. Right. So he was away for five. Yeah. Um, but there's also no documentation of why he hid it all away as well. And when he went back to his farm, I think he went back to his farming life and became a because he was a lay preacher and also a farmer, mm. sheep farmer. So that still remains a, a mystery, but we're still trying to work out that. But because we've still got to go through some of the manuscript.
0: Yeah. So the gist of the book then, so it's typographic forms and and he's used these to illustrate yeah. creatures on his journey.
1: Yeah. Some of the creatures were kind of made up, but I think uh, fantasies, flights of fantasy. Uh, but the main thing was he, he writes. Uh, he realised quite early on that uh, his job role was really, um, he was on hiding to nothing really, because most of the ship's crew were atheists, <laughs> yeah. uh, or budding evolutionists, uh, and so um, I think he did this to pass the time, almost. Mm. Um, um, uh, yeah, and he's carved a lot of them into interesting sort of uh, hardwood. so what he would do is, wherever they landed, he would find a wood and then basically kind of carve this animal, you know, uh, yeah. you know either from sketches he'd done, I would imagine, yeah. or or just from, because some of them are, Made up, I think, mm. uh, some of the descriptions of them. But, um, but yeah, that's one of the uh, one of the uh, one of the things which yeah. we can surmise from
0: from that. Were you aware of Jackson White before you found these documents?
1: No, I was aware of the wealth of family tree we had, and I I'd once seen one going back to around about seventeen something or other, but I never paid much attention to it really, because uh, the word, well, my son is Jackson, uh, and I named after my. Dad's Bruce Jackson and my brother's Mark Jackson, so the word Jackson sort of does appear. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. We also have, we have letters and all that sort of thing from him as well. So uh, which yeah. were in the exhibition? Yeah. Which obviously you saw, didn't you? Yeah, I got it. Was
0: an extent quite yeah, it's quite an extensive collection. Yeah. yeah. I mean the ship
1: was uh, was quite interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 It was quite mind blowing actually to see the uh, the level the level of uh story that this stuff you know got across. It was I thought it was. Um, I think it was quite tremendous, yeah. And and, and like you said, do you think deciphering between the, the the fantasy and the documentation is quite fun for the reader?
1: I mean, I, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. Some of the descriptions, yeah, you know, and um, the fact that it also got Latin in there as well because he um, he he was skilled in Latin, so some of the Latin descriptions are quite interesting as well. So in the book, you'll find the picture of the sketchtyp off a sketch of the animal with a short description of its habitat or, or its uh, traits yeah followed by um, or slightly before that is the uh, is the Latin quote of uh, what it was yeah yeah. Yeah, so,
0: yeah is there any indication of how this was how his work was received by the people on the ship the people of his era I
1: don't know really I mean he did some characters which I've not put in the book he did some character sketches as well I've got we've got mm. some sketches of some of the ship's crew oh wow so the Captain Cooper Blackbeard, uh, he did him. Um, he was, because Fitzroy was the captain of the Beagle. Uh, but yeah, no, he did, uh, I think the, I don't know, the fact he did some caricatures uh, of the purser, was it Claude Garamond, Chef Pierre Dido, and all these sort of characters that, uh, you know, um, what was it? the cabin boy even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was his name? I've forgotten his name now. I shouldn't remember. Albertus, the cabin Albertus. boy, that was it. Wow. And there was even the yeah. ship's cat. Ka- <laughs> Fantastic, Caxton. Caxton, yeah, yeah. Ma- <laughs> yeah. He said it was a mangy old cat, not, not grotesque. He said yeah. it was a grotesque thing. Somehow
0: the presence of an animal on board makes the whole thing it's yeah. richer in my mind. The whole. They uh, did find
1: an octopus, uh, and they actually sort of adopted that as the um, as the ship's mascot. Oh, o- really, Octavio they call it. Octavio they call it, yeah. which is in the book. It is in the book. Yeah, yeah. they discovered it in I the doldrums. They so yeah. were in the doldrums at the time, and uh, this thing sort of I think it seems sort of suddenly surfaced, and they pulled it aboard and kept it in a, in a rum barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. According to the problem the Randy
0: which does bring me on to. I, I, I brought, a, I wrote down a little excerpt here from the book, which got grabbed me in particular, and it was about the common bar fly. Um, and he talks about. Uh, Oh, where I put that? Anyway, it's a long story. Oh, there we go. Common barfly. Oh, he's, fly. Analysing the, yes. you know, and he's
1: analysing these small flies around the That's rum right. store.
0: The rum stores are plagued by the common bar fly. These intemperate insects congregate around the barrels of grog, constantly searching for a leak. When found, they will imbibe with great gusto until the floor is littered with them lying on their backs. Apparently dead to the anointing discerning eye. On closer inspection, they are merely comatose through over- overconsumption. And I like the fact he goes on to talk about he's on the brink of a revelation himself.
1: Yeah, well, this is the uh, this is something that's yeah. Uh, he 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 analyzed these flies, and we have got some of his sketches. and The, the mandibles and their antennae were slightly different, and he he sort of was getting very close to what Darwin was getting close to uh, in a parallel kind of universe, really, in the Galapagos Islands with the finches' beaks. And uh, he was sort of like beginning to realize that maybe some of them were better adapted than others for getting the rum out, but. Uh, reading between the lines in his manuscript um we think that he probably did imbibe himself a bit too much of the rum because the next day after after sort of hitting upon this discovery he woke up with absolutely no recollection of what happened the night before <laughs> uh, and i think it's it, it, he's, a, he's he's a what a maybe man it could have been yeah. you know what i mean uh 'Cause him and Darwin, I don't know that him and Darwin did meet, you know, um, mm. in 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 Plymouth before I, they set off but uh, I
0: can't help but feel we've all had a few of those those moments. Yes, forgotten you, revelations. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> what could have been I um, I think Steve Rutkin said that on small turns of history turns. on small on small things yeah. Uh, <laughs> so apt. Yeah, so yeah. What if <laughs> only
0: Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. So uh, and I mean well has this been received now then? You know, that people uh People are equally intrigued. In fact, I'm quite fascinated by this. But I've always got a love of eccentrics and these kind of, you know, yeah. stories with an air of mystery. How has the book gone down with 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 people of today?
1: Yeah, no, I think um, I think people are intrigued by it. Mm. I think um, I don't know we got covered in Design Week. I think didn't it, as well, and it was, uh, yeah, I think it's more of a story. Um, I think we're trying also to think about you know looking at the manuscript and maybe creating some kind of diary possibly, mm. but. Uh, yeah, and I think people do. I mean, some of the people in the exhibition said that you know they like the, the sort of strange fantasy aspects of it, mm. where it's kind of yeah,
0: and it really shows how um, typography transcends, you know, yeah, eras, not just generations, but eras. You know, no, the fact yeah. That this stuff, you know, he was fascinated with this stuff back then. Yes. And here we are today, like you know, as we mentioned with you know, with rich typographic resources yeah. and still an evident love of it in, in, yeah. in the creative world, you
1: know. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, the yeah, if people. Uh, Look at the book in the back of the book as well. He, he kind of he, we've sort of broken down the DNA of the species and showed what which which letters and characters were he we used, you know. Mm. But,
0: um, yeah, because we're not just talking letters here, are we? know we're talking punctuation points, uh, yeah, line.
1: numerals, punctuation points, and yeah, he used, he used the full gamut really of kind of um uh, of the uh, alphabet from mm. lowercase and a lot of symmetry involved in some of them as well, but uh, not all of them, but, yeah, no, uh, but, yeah. So yeah, it's been received reasonably. Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, almost you know, find it hard to believe.
0: Mm, well, he seems like quite an innovator, you know, in his own time. Yeah. Even even now, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's really quite it's really quite a powerful concept.
1: Yeah, I think it's quite fresh. I mean, you know, I think black and white helps as well. You know, the fact that, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah, and I think I mean you've done a great job in in composing the book. You know, I think it's really well. Mm. I think you've done a great justice to his work. You know, it's really well set yeah. out. It looks, it looks fantastic.
1: Oh, yeah, and it was. Uh, an Ammonite Press, I worked with Ammonite Press on it as well. So they, uh, small publisher in Brighton, they were very, uh, you know, they, mm. they're the, they the, they're also part to to tank because they they took on board uh, this concept. You know, I went to them with with this archive and said, "Look, you know, do, you think, do you think we can do something with it?" You know, mm. and they were prepared to give it a punt, as it were. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so yeah.
0: How do you feel about yourself as a as a you know as a, as a designer? Uh, you know, and this guy being in your. Uh,
1: having well, your family tree, you know, is it, is nature, I yeah, I don't know. It's obviously it's nice to know there there's there's an artistic talent that r- yeah, runs through the yeah. family, because uh, you know, back that far, I think. Yeah. You know, sounds like an episode of Who Do You Think You Are. This <laughs> I'm not about to cry, anybody. You know? <laughs> only, only, with we laughed, maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> has it become a real a, a project of passion for you? Have you have yeah, you... no, it
1: has. I mean, it's. I mean, I've got the lecturing job to do and things like that. But it's it's spurred me on to do uh, a little bit more typographically as well. You know. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's about looking and, and and the interpretation of shape, which yeah. is interesting. You know what I mean? And
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I think it's, I think it might
1: be quite good for. I like to think it'd be good for young people as well to get into design. Really, and know that kind of you know the um, the intrigue. Yeah, actually, line. that that
0: does remind me. I did have I had a Commodore sixty four as a kid, and I remember drawing out the entire. I grew up next to a woolen mill in Yorkshire, and, oh, yeah. and I drew I drew out this entire you know painstaking this corrugated roof of this grotty old building yeah. using entirely the keyboard using yeah. all the characters, and I wiped the thing by accident. I was I remember crying over it. No, I was I was no, crestfallen, yeah. but again, you know, using those yeah. characters in an illustrative manner was quite yeah. fascinating mm-hmm. to me as well. So.
1: We did actually run a project with the undergraduates based on um, typographic faces, and I, I've also done it. In, I've done it in primary school as well. Mm. Since the book's been published, uh, we did it in Stockport with eight, nine, ten-year-olds. So it's been interesting to sort of see. So they did it with scissors and pritstick and with loads of type and stuff like that, but the. Loved it, do you know what I mean? And I showed yeah. them the book. You see, he's been using the book to sort of like um, show them that uh, you know what, what, what Whitehead did with it. And yeah. uh, so, we tasked them with making animals in the morning, faces in the afternoon. <laughs> and they had to name the interesting thing was they had to name them and give them a description. Oh, you okay. See. So, that's, so that, that's character. yeah, but they did that afterwards. So they said, Make the face, make the animal, then sit down and think about what its name is and, and maybe what it could, you know, where it could live Brilliant. or what it could do. Yeah, I bet you got some great responses. On yeah, that. no, I've documented it all. I think it's on the Disciples of Design blog somewhere. And uh, but with, this, with, the, with the undergraduates, we just did faces, but I'm intending to. To try and do it with fourteen year olds I've got a friend who works in a secondary school mm. so then I'll have do, i've have done the same project with primary secondary and undergraduates so it'll be interesting okay, yeah. to see yeah. who who performs best yeah. or, or which one's kind of i don't know
0: how have the undergraduates found it
1: they well this is it <laughs> they, they, they did write about it it's they i don't know what what happens between somebody between the ages of nine ten and sort of eighteen the, the, the sort of primary school kids sort of came about it in a kind of a more of an open-minded way to be quite frank with you they mm. were afraid to ask questions or help and uh you know they were very open to things where you know and not not in all the undergraduates but you found that you know there was a certain kind of like you know what we're doing this for and not asking yeah. questioning things that's and maybe may kind of you, you know there was a, a barrier to been put up somewhere yeah in those intervening years that's why it'd be interesting to do the 14 year olds yeah because it you know that would be the missing link if it's sort of beginning to appear there. As an educator in art and design, it's, it's yeah. you know I think it's it's almost kind of research kind of stuff. Really. Well,
0: it's very really interesting, isn't it? Cause, yeah, that's why I asked because I did have I did have my suspicion that it may be. You know, it's it's almost one of those projects where you you don't want to be seen to be I don't know what it is, but they, but like you say, the barriers do go up and people yeah. are a little bit afraid of being putting that quirkiness out there or that.
1: They must. You come to university, maybe there's pressure, isn't there? Yeah, There's that element, you're, a, you're an adult now, or, or meant to be an adult. And, oh, there is, and, yeah. Yeah, there's that element to it. But still, you know, trying to uh, trying to engender that kind of playtime creativity within a design school is what we're here to do. You know, we're trying to mm-hmm. keep those barriers down and yeah. try and get them to still think and act yeah. like a 19 well, year yeah. old. Do I mean? Generally.
0: Yeah, well, it is. It's quite a cool industry, isn't it? And I think people want to be seen as cool and sophisticated. So you put them in front of something of a character. like... Yeah. You know, make them. Just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like you say, I think it is. I think it is quite the challenge to break through that that exterior, that, that those barriers that people put up. I think it's, mm. uh, it's quite interesting.
1: So the book itself has spawned at least that, anyway. If anything, can, yeah, you know, fed it back into the college work and private school work, and uh, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. so
0: well, I think it's a, I think it's a great example of um, quite obscure niche projects connecting with a wider audience. You know, the amount yeah. of times I've done something that's. Yeah. Purely only been done to I mean, myself and yeah. and maybe one other person at best, yeah. and yet you find that being picked up by some creative blog or you know, get it does get that yeah. wider appeal. I think yeah. that's they're the stuff that really connect with people. So hopefully that comes across. You know, to me it certainly does from this book, and I hope that's the case with yeah you know with the average reader.
1: Yeah, it's visually intriguing, isn't it? Well, yeah, because a lot of people when you first show it to them, they don't realize the numbers and letters. Yeah. You know, uh, certainly, you know, then when they realise that, then they.
0: Well, they're quite but, well done in terms of the character themselves. Yeah. You know, you, you, you actually you, you do, I think the conscious brain picks up on the character first and foremost. Yeah, not, not, not the, not yeah, the typographic yeah. character. Well, though.
1: that's one of the reasons I think in the back that's why we put the people can cross reference to actually what they're made up of. Because I know at the exhibition, uh, some of my friends came around and uh, and some, one of them came up and said, you know, um, I think he was that kind of way inclined, a little bit OCD maybe, but he said, oh, you know just like to know what they're made of. He was thinking about being his wife. and so "Well, if you look in the back, you can actually see. We've actually tabulated everything that um, you know each yeah. animal's made of, you know, which punctuation marks, and yeah. which letters which is a lovely touch, actually. Yeah, because, you know, I for think the, it's... for the more intrinsic mind, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good to have that information on hand. Yeah, no, it's... yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what Jackson Whitehead would do with the technology we have today.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no. That's um, I don't know really. Yeah, I'm sure he would have been. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: maybe that voyage. I don't know because really. it was a bigger world then, wasn't it? You know the, yeah. the, that kind of voyage. Yeah. Sadly, I don't think we quite have that now, unless you're kind to really.
1: No, I mean, yeah, he was very, um, very privileged in one way, but yeah, no, but anyway, he, as I say, he came back to to to, to Cumbria and uh, sort of fell off the radar a bit. Really, he seemed to hide this stuff away for some reason. you well, almost like he, you almost get the feeling he didn't want anybody to know about it. And mm. He went back to his former life. It's like he kind of, I don't know. We'll find out possibly. Well, that's it. Yeah, hopefully there'll be in more to come
0: two. from the archives. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um, well, the bit I always ask my guests at the end. I usually ask, I ask a question called "Shark in the Tank." Right. After Damien Hirst piece, because it's such a love hit piece yeah. of art, and um, I ask them for a love and hate, loosely themed within what what it is they're doing. But I thought for this one we could we could uh, do that within within putting a book together, putting an artist's book together. All right, okay. So a negative and a positive, or a love and a hate from from this body of work, I guess.
1: Oh, right, okay. But well, m- me sort of, yeah, sort of putting it it's together. It's
0: a very on-the-spot question,
1: yeah, But oh, so. right, yeah. <sighs> What have I loved about it? I don't know, really. Well, I've loved the whole thing about putting it together, really, and discovering... Right, I think the love... It, it, um, yeah, rediscovering an old friend, I suppose. That's kind of like... And, and piecing together a bit of history mm. that nobody knows about from lots of different things, from artefacts, from the actual... Uh, sketches themselves, but also to his personal possessions. That's been kind of, and you know, they, I love doing the exhibition, uh, and hopefully, you know, piecing that was almost forensic, guess really. But uh, I've always liked a bit of archaeology, anyways. I I've always yeah. thought I might like be an archaeologist yeah, in another life. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, and the uh, the hate thing about putting the book together, uh, I've enjoyed it in, in the main. Uh, it was good dealing with the publisher. There was nothing really. Uh, I don't know. I've no, no, th- th- <laughs> no. It's been it's been a joy from start to finish. I've really? uh, well, never I hated. I don't know. Well, there we go. That's good. Yeah, We've there, there's, there the is effect, no yeah. hate on this one. Uh, <laughs> it's all just love. <laughs> well, there we go.
0: Then we'll take that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, um, one little thing actually, I did forget to ask. Um, have you have you kind of have you seen threads between yourself and Jackson Whitehead through this project? Have you have you have you, have you did you hit up at any moment? Well, the photograph
1: felt? of him they found. it you know the I mean? people have said there's a passing resemblance? You there you is. Mean? Yeah, yeah. he's well, one It's very difficult for, for me to see myself, but uh, you know, but other people say well, you know, that photograph you've got. I mean, it's because we only have one, and mm. it was believed to be taken in about 1850. So he's around about my age. He would have been around about 49, 50 when it was taken. Um, but yeah, he. So he look. He does look a little bit like me. Mis- people mm. say, but yeah. Brilliant.
0: Um, I'll share that on the social media. Yeah. Judge.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, he's on Insta, There's Instagram situations where you can actually yeah. follow. This oh yeah, I'll well, we'll share yeah. all the links. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Super. so people can make their own mind up whether I look like him or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they can find a picture of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and lastly, where can people get the book? Uh, the Mo- Ammonite Press, uh, the publishers. Uh, it's in Waterstones. Uh, it's online at um, on Amazon. Obviously, and it's on um, bu- uh, Guardian books. Uh, it's in Foils, I believe. I've again, I've heard of the Great Van in various places. Um, um, but um, as I said, Westman Group. Uh, in Cumbria, uh, maybe not in Gloucester, but the service stations in their shops—they're putting it in there. It's Mainly because it's a—it's um a, what's the word now? The reason we approach the West family because basically Whitehead was from West London, just as a local interest story, mm. if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, but that's why it might seem quite strange. But generally, uh, yeah, it's, uh, If you just, as I say, yeah. Google typographic specimens, it's out there. It's out yeah. there. Yeah, it's amazing where it gets. Yeah. It See, it's on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. It was uh, on eBay within about. Kind of like a week of it, being, you know what I mean. I don't yeah. know whether eBay just buys stuff and then. That's yeah. That's it. I think I, I don't
0: cup. know. It's a weird way that it works. I think, you know, if someone buys it wholesale and before you know yeah. it. We don't have time to
1: basically look at it, and not like it, and then put it on eBay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to find it in the bargain
0: bin. Fuck it Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, they do. They do have a habit yeah. of getting in various places. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks ever so much for your time, and it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Ben. Brilliant. Thank
0: you to Andy Bainbridge for taking the time to talk. What a story. What a story. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, The book is a regular in my studio. It's got a pride of place out there on my bookshelf. um, It's even displayed on the top with a few other gems that I'm into at the moment. So go and grab yourself a copy. It's really beautiful. Like I said, it's out now on Ammonite Press. You can grab it on Amazon and all the other channels um, that Andy mentioned on there. Check them out in the show notes. Uh, what are your thoughts, get it over on the Twitter please, at Arrest All Mimics. you can share things with us on the Instagram too, tag us in your images get us your feedback, what do you think of Jack Renwick's show Uh, what do you think of Charles Williams got some great episodes coming up too Um, we've got Lauren Kelly from Jura talking behaviour design which is a really fascinating kind of pop psych angle of a show so it's all going on Uh, drop us a little review please if you get a moment on the iTunes they really do help Uh, and subscribe of course to the podcast downloads to your inbox every week if you do that Uh, it's always nice to see the early ones flying out when I put up a new episode Uh, and who do you want to hear from Uh, I don't get enough suggestions from you guys please hit us up who do you want to hear from should you be on the show even what have you got going on have you got a cool project that you're passionate about if sure if so even (laughs) please share for the show Uh, and I'll definitely consider it so thanks again guys for listening I really do appreciate it please do share the word spread the love Um, it's a real projects of passion for me is this to try and support the creative industries with great stories from fascinating talented people so cheers again thank you for listening thank you to andy bainbridge cheers to all the recent guests and we've got lots more coming up catch you all very soon oh little thanks to the sponsors association of illustrators illustrationweb.com heartinternet.co.uk and real junk food manchester cheers anyway it's enough from me thanks for listening guys see you later